again, welcome everybody. Um, like I said, mute yourself. If you haven't already, put your name and um, organization in the chat. And I also want to introduce uh, with me today, I have Tracy Elperstein, who is the county's ARPA nonprofit grants support specialist. So she will be helping me um, with this presentation today. So the Human Service Nonprofit Grant purpose um, is to strengthen the county's coordination with nonprofit partners and to ensure local funds are leveraged in the most effective manner for services that assist vulnerable and disadvantaged individuals and families in meeting a critical need for safety, health, security, and independence. The priority, uh, Loudoun County prioritizes investment in high quality human services that provide documented positive outcomes for county residents. The grant application uh, request has four priority areas or areas of need. The organizations interested in applying to receive funds from Loudoun County must provide a program or service impacting one or more of the areas of need established by the Board of Supervisors. And those areas are prevention and self-sufficiency, crisis intervention and diversion, long-term support, improved community or improved quality of human services. The prevention and self-sufficiency are those services focused on assisting individuals and families in becoming and or remaining independent and stable and providing tools, skills, strategies, and resources to individuals and families. Crisis intervention and diversion are services provided to individuals and families in crisis to overcome immediate problems and reduce or prevent further penetration to more restrictive and expensive higher level services. Long-term support are those services that focus on assisting individuals who have continuing long-term support needs to remain healthy, safe, and independent in the community. And improved quality of human services are those services and opportunities provided to individuals organizations and communities that enhance the quality, accessibility, accountability, and coordination of services provided by community organizations. The FY 2024 eligibility criteria, applicants must meet the following baseline criteria to be eligible for the FY 24 nonprofit grant. Uh, be a nonprofit certified as, as a 501c3 by the IRS at the time of submission of the application, have a mission that is consistent with serving the county's areas of need, be in good, be in good standing with the Virginia State Corporation Commission at the time of submission of the application, and is not a locally tax-funded contractor for any county health and human services department, including core service agreements. And of note, the county values partnerships, high quality services using evidence-based programs and best practices, strong data-driven outcomes, and strong past performance. Because we use county funds to support the best services with the greatest impacts from the strongest providers for residents with the most critical need. Also part of the criteria is subject to limited or exceptions. Virginia law prohibits localities from 
appropriating public funds to organizations controlled whole in part by churches to include other houses of worship, worship such as temples, mosques, synagogues, or, or sectarian societies. So the county grants may not be used for any religious purpose or activity, including but not limited to re religious worship and instruction. In addition to be considered for funding, applicants must demonstrate the following criteria. Be able to present a documented data-driven need for the organization's program or service, show demonstrated outcomes for the program or service, show that the program or services provide a direct benefit to Loudoun residents, demonstrate that the program or service enhances the quality of life for Loudoun County residents, show documented efforts by the organization to secure funding from other sources, demonstrate that the organization has the administrative resources to administer funds and to implement and oversee the program or service, agree to sign a memorandum of understanding with the county and adhere to reporting requirements, and show that funding requested is realistic given the service level and that the organization does not rely predominantly on county grant funds. There are two funding options uh, for organizations wishing to apply for funds through the Human Services Nonprofit Grant Process. Both processes are competitive. Um, we have the standard grant application process uh, for organizations wishing to apply for awards of 1,000 or 5,001 up to $113,000. This application um, is more in depth um, with much more, many more questions and also has a higher accountability when it comes to um, reporting. In our mini grant process, uh, which uses a simplified application for any organization applying for a small grant of $5,000 or less. This process has fewer questions with greater emphasis on program elements. Let's see. So who should apply for mini grants? Those organizations with a small program or limited need, organizations lacking capacity to complete a full grant application, and organizations new to grants and wanting to gain experience. Here's a slide that shows our grant application history from 2019 through 2023, our current fiscal year. You can see throughout the years, our applications, um, the number of applications has grown significantly, um, as well as the number of, of organizations funded. Um, with that, our dollar amount that the Board of Supervisors has allocated has also increased. So in FY19, uh, we had a little bit over $1 million. Um, and in FY23, we allocated $1.8 million. And the, proje the projected allocation uh, for FY24 is $2.3 million. So with that, um, our Board of Supervisors has also allocated to help meet the needs of our organizations doing the work in our community. The FY24 uh, timeline um, is very similar in the past. Uh, our release date was last Friday, November 4th. Today is our information session. 
uh, deadline for applicants to ask any questions is December 9th. Uh, the application due date is due at 4 p.m. on December 22nd, which is a Thursday. The application review process is in January and February uh, with our recommendations going to the Board of Supervisors um, at their second meeting in April. With that, um, once those uh, recommendations are made, uh, we'll move forward with MOUs with our organizations with the funding to begin July 1st. Um, and the reporting periods um, are the same quarterly basis for those um, standard grant applications or awardees. Each award will be limited to no more than $113,000 to ensure that the county retains the capacity to make multiple awards across all areas of needs. The amount of funding requested should be clearly presented and explained and should be consistently tied to the need described throughout the application. And county funding can be used to fund costs that are required to run an organization while there are no restrictions on the amount of grant funds that applicants can apply towards funding these operating expenses, funds requested should align with the county goal of investing in high quality human services that meet the needs of our residents. The final approved funding amount for organizations will be based on a combination of factors, the total amount of funds available, the total amount of awarded requests, the application score, and a review of the reasonability of the proposed budget items and cost of services. The ratio of county funding to the organization's overall operating budget will be carefully considered to ensure a healthy fund mix that does not rely pre predominantly on county grant funds. The Board of Supervisors has advised a funding allocation to be applied to all awards with the proportion of the requested amount awarded based on the application score. There are a couple changes to our FY24. Um, organizations, as mentioned earlier, organizations who are locally tax funded contractor for any county health and human service department, including core service agreements may not apply uh, for this human service nonprofit grant. Uh, as part of the required attachments, the county is requesting that organizations submit relevant licensures and intake forms and or processes and procedures as it relates to your funding request. And then anyone who requires a reasonable accommodation for any type of disability or needs uh, language assistant to participate in the application process, please reach out to me. Um, though not different from last year, but just a a reminder, it was new last year. Uh, staff have added a short survey upon submission of the application requesting feedback on the process. We encourage all of you to, uh, once you submit, you'll get a link to that survey that you take that survey. An application overview. Um, all of the information and documents can be found on the uh, county's website. Uh, Tracy shared that link before. Um, in that application um, or in on that website, you'll see that there's two links. Uh, one is to the funding application itself, and the other link is to the application process manual. 
So the application manual follows along with the application. It has its questions. Um, so you can kind of, as you're filling out the application, follow, follow the application process manual. So similar to last year, um, all questions are required. Um, there is no character limit attached to the text boxes in the application. However, there are word limit suggestions. Um, before you begin the application sections, um, be sure to select an answer for applying for a mini grant of $5,000 or less, um, which can be found at the bottom of the first page of the application. This section will automatically hide or show the appropriate questions you will need to answer. So as I mentioned, the mini grant process is simplified. It has one question per, um, per section of the application. Um, so it'll, it'll hide those other questions for those uh, participating in the mini grant application. So the application sections include a cover form that lists or asks for all of your organization's information, your contact information, your address, your um, tax information, your EIN number. Um, so it's just a cover form with all of your organization's um, information. It'll also ask you uh, what area of need you're applying for. Every organization applying has to select one or more of those areas of need. So that will also be on the cover form. And then within the grant application, um, we have the statement of need, which is 25 points, the project description and timeline, which is 20 points, the organizational background qualifications and ex expertise, which is 15 points, evaluation and sustainability, which is 15 points, and then our budget um, and supporting financial uh, documentations. So as we move into each kind of section of the grant application, I just encourage you as you're uh, writing your application um, to tell your story, to tell your organization's story. And at this point, I'll just pause to see um, if there are any, any questions. If not, we'll continue to keep moving forward. So the statement of the need, um, statement of need, as I mentioned, 25 points. The purpose of a need statement um, is to present both facts and stories to support the needs for a project or program. It's really the heart of your program or your story. Prior to writing a need statement, your organization should understand what the problem is, its nature, reasons and causes. The need statement should define why this problem is both important to the applicant and of interest to the county. Compelling needs make for compelling projects worthy of funding. Within this section, um, as in the past couple years, uh, there's a required demographic table, and we're asking each organization to complete this table with as much information as you have available. Um, we ask you to go back three years to kind of show us your story um, of the, the people that you're serving. So it asks for age, it asks for ethnicity, it asks for some income information, zip codes and where you're, um, those are being served. Um, so it's a demo 
graphic table. It's within the application, so you can upload the, the document, um, save it to your, um, your computer, and then you can upload, once you complete the table, then you can upload the completed table back right into the application. So that's a similar process with um, other required attachments. The next section is your project description and timeline. Um, you've shared your need. Now tell the reviewer how it would be fulfilled. What is your proposed solution to the need? What is the service approach? And if you utilize any evidence-based programs, please indicate what they are. Don't assume the reviewer knows your organization. Be as detailed and specific as possible, but concise. Your program description should include any research on the effectiveness of your approach. Many federal and private research organizations rank effectiveness of approaches based on study results. You can include these um, within your project description. Um, you can conduct a web search to see if your approach is evidence-based, and your organization will also need to outline how you will demonstrate outcomes. So include that evidence-based information um, into your project description. The third section is your organizational background, qualifications, and expertise. You've demonstrated your need, how it will be, now tell us how it will be fulfilled and describe the qualities to achieve the, that success. So here we're really um, asking you to uh, describe your organization, the staff, the knowledge, the expertise that you bring to be able to carry out your project or your, pro or your program. As part of this section, we ask you to complete a staff and board table that asks you to list uh, that those staff that are intimately involved in the program um, or project that you're requesting funding for, and also um, to list your board members that, that are involved with your organization. So again, here you'll be able to see the upload within the application. You'll upload the table, complete it, and then be able to download it back into the application and it'll save in as, a, as an attachment. Evaluation and sustainability. Uh, using your responses from your project description and timeline, um, we want you to, to develop your, your outcomes and your evaluation plan. Um, there will be a table that you need to complete that'll list what your outcomes are, um, your measure outcome measures, um, and kind of a time frame. And this will be part of your reporting requirement should you be funded. Um, each quarter you'll have to complete this for quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, and your final report. And you'll be able, you'll list what you've achieved in that quarter based on those outcomes, those outcome measures that you have set forth. Uh, to uh, implement your program. Why do we evaluate our programs? Um, what do you expect to result from the program? Smart objectives are always good to lean back on, those objectives that are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. If you have a well-defined pro problem, the outcomes will follow logically. 
Consider what outcomes your program prevents, for example, cost for other services, short and long-term goals, and if possible, calculate your savings. Um, but being able to evaluate your program really supports that program in your strategic planning and in moving that, that program forward successfully. This is what, um, when you upload the evaluation form, this will be part of what you'll have to complete. Um, so here's your areas of need on the left-hand side. Um, so whatever area of need you, you pick, whether it's prevention, prevention or intervention or both, you will provide to us your inputs, um, the services that are covered by grant funds, the funds that you're requesting from the county, what those outputs would be. So number of individuals or families served. What are the tools or resources that you're going to use? What are other contracts or services um, that you have to fulfill that project or goals? And then what are those outcomes? What are the increases or how are you helping the residents to achieve, achieve the goals? The mission for the Human Service Nonprofit Grant Program is to support local nonprofits providing services that assist vulnerable and disadvantaged individuals and families in meeting a critical need for safety, health, security, and independence. So to accomplish this mission, Loudoun County will be collecting evaluation results from grantees on each of the area of needs for which they applied. The evaluation results will provide the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors with valuable information on the health of the program, whether nonprofits are meeting the needs of their communities and areas of improvement. The purpose of this template is to provide an outline and instruction for developing outcome measures in addition to the required outcome measures by area of need. Outcome measures, uh, what type of data will you collect um, to show that you're meeting your outcomes? There, you know, it's a number, it's a percentage, a percentage increase. So it's the number of residents served, um, how many residents got from A to B, um, what is your cost, saving, cost savings through the program? Uh, what type of instruments can you use uh, to collect that data? Um, they can be residential surveys, they can be program evaluations, any sort of database that you keep to capture that information, participation records, any case files, um, interviews, focus groups. These are all examples of tools that you can use to capture um, your evaluation data. The last part of of the uh, application um, is the budget and supporting financial documents. Um, and I want to stress that um, you must complete the budget for the amount of Loudoun County dollars you're requesting. Uh, so for example, if your total project budget, um, which is asked um, on the application is $350 and you're requesting $100,000 from the county, the budget that you submit with your application should be for that $100,000, not the 350. We're only asking for details of the budget um, for the county funds that you're requesting. 
Barb, we have a question in the okay. chat. Um, so uh, someone's organization is located in Fairfax County, but they provide services to both Fairfax and Loudoun County residents, and they just want to make sure they're eligible for the grant. You are eligible to apply for the grant. Uh, grant funds can only be used to provide those services to Loudoun County residents. You have to be very clear and specific in your application, as well as your demographic information, as well as your outcome measures. How are you going to measure um, that these funds are only going to be allocated to Loudoun County residents? So it has to be very clear um, in your in your application. Is there any, did I see another question pop up? Okay. Oh wait, Barb, there are a few more. Okay, <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Um, uh, so Barb Wayne uh, is asking, is uh, mentioning that the new demographic table for clients has income ranges that are different from the requirements of other government grants, which are usually based on a percentage of area median income. Um, they capture and store income in terms of ranges required by CDBG and have plenty of historical data on that. Can we use the income ranges um, and categories that they have? Um, yes, you can. I'll just note that on the demographic table. Um, what we try to do is combine um, all of the information so we can kind of have a larger picture of, of what the county kind of looks like. So just please note that um, or make a send a separate uh, document that shows that income. We use the this breakdown of income as it's been used uh, for the last couple of years through our CARES Act um, application as well as our APA application. So we try to stay consistent with that. And Nicole Morris has a, another question. Other intake forms are filled out online. Is a web printout of those forms okay? Absolutely, absolutely. Great question. And um, Stephanie Barnes has her hand up. All right. Yes. Um, so I was going to ask. In the past, we've we've done the mini grants, um, but this time we'd like to do more. But we're I'm afraid, like if we don't, if we're denied the big grant, is it possible that we could still get, you know, like a lower amount, or is it a risk? Like the risk if if we don't, if we get denied, will we get denied for both? Yes, you, know? you can only apply for either the standard application process or the mini grant process. Um, and as mentioned, the standard grant application process, um, they're funded proportionately based on your score of your application. Um, and the, the minimum amount um, that an application can score to be, um, to be eligible for funding is 75%. Okay, but you could, it's possible that they could say, okay, you won't get the whole amount, but you could get some of the bigger grant, right? If you meet that 75 if 75 threshold. OK, thank you. Mm -hmm. There's um, one more question in the chat uh, from Bonnie. It's if you cannot document three years of data, should you apply? Uh, I can't discourage you from not applying. I think um, you would just need to demonstrate and, and document and share with within your application 
why you don't have three years of, of uh, demographic information. Um, explain that to the reviewer so it's clear. Um, but I, I can't say that you should not apply. I think providing as much information as you're able to do um, is recommended. And you were just about to talk about audit and there's a question in the chat about <laughs> audits. I don't believe you've read the slide yet, but um, the, Valerie wants to know if they could submit a review from a CPA um, instead of financial statements. Yes. Um, so part of your budget and supporting financial documents, um, you must uh, submit a recent audit and previous two years or um, submit three years, your 2020, 21, and 22 um, financial statements. So um, you don't need to submit both. If you have audits that are done by an outside reviewer like a CPA, um, submit your audits. If you don't have those audits, submit uh, the last three years of your financial statements. Um, you will also need to submit uh, your organization's current year operating budget. So whatever your fiscal year is, um, submit the most current budget that you have. Um, the last three years, the 2019, 20, and 21 990 forms, your IRS letter of determination stating that you're a certified 501c3, um, and then certificate of good standing with the Virginia SCC um, at the time of application. Um, we're asking that you submit um, a current uh, SC proof of being in active status or in good standing uh, with the SEC at the time of your application. So those are um, in addition to the demographic table and the staff table, um, these are additional requirements, uh, required attachments. Upon submission, uh, you'll get a notes stating this. Thank you, your form has been submitted. Um, you are able to download your application. Um, you can print it, you can email it to yourself, um, but this is what it'll look like when, when you submit. Um, and then there'll be a, a click here um, is where you would take the survey. So it's encouraged uh, that you save your work uh, regularly. There is a save button. Um, in the manual, it does uh, describe what you need to do uh, when you do that save. Um, if you've submitted the form correctly, uh, this is what will come up, this submission page. Um, and lastly, don't wait till the last minute to submit your application. Uh, make sure you save your work frequently and that you receive um, the message above as the confirmation. Um, and again, to take that survey. Barb, there was one more question uh, about the SEC um, attachment, and they wanted to know if a screenshot that they were in good standing was okay. A screenshot is acceptable. Um, if you can include the date that you took that screenshot, um, that would be helpful um, as we do that financial um, review. The review process, 
um, the review committee is comprised of 15 to 20 subject matter experts from several departments within the county to include those managing human and social services. Each panelist attends a required grants review training and reviews a select number of applications. The committee will evaluate the applications based on the information submitted in the application, including services provided, demonstration of need, impact, and other financial indicators. All reviewer scores are compiled for a final average score. Scores are converted to, present, to percents and are ranked from highest to lowest. Organizations are funded based on their percent of total points possible and amount of total funding budgeted. The online application is due Thursday, December 22nd by four o'clock. Uh, again, um, I highly recommend that you don't wait till the last minute to submit your application, that you submit it prior to that 4 p.m. At 4 p.m., the application gets unpublished, uh, so you will not be able to access it after 4 p.m. Um, so again, make sure you save your work. Um, just want to reiterate the deadline to submit questions will be December 9th and all questions will be posted on the county website as frequently asked questions. Um, you can email those questions to nonprofits at loudon.gov. And then again, awards will be recommended to the Board of Supervisors at the second meeting in April of 2023. With that, I'll see if there is any additional questions. Stephanie, did you have, I see your hand up. Did you have a question? Sorry, I forgot to take it down. <laughs> Not a problem. And uh, Kim Tapper wants to know if the slides will be shared after the presentation is over. Absolutely, uh, the slides will be shared um, as will the recording of this um, webinar. Um, as soon as it's available, uh, we will post it to the website. Um, so it should be there within 24 hours. If there are no additional questions, I will give you the gift of time. Um, I thank you for participating. Um, again, if you have any questions, please email that nonprofits um, at loudon.gov email address. If Tracy, can you pop that in the chat real quick? Um, email those, we'll uh, follow up and also post them to the website so everybody has access to um, everybody's questions. And Barb, sorry, I just wanted to clarify, you had said a, uh, when I had asked about a review or an audit, you said audit again is a review from an individual CPA. Okay, it's not a full audit; it's just a review. Um, I would also ask that you send in your financial statements. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you. All right. With that, thank you all. Have a good rest of your day and your week. Um, and email me with any questions and we'll go from there. Thank you. And thank you all for what you do in our community. Thank you.
Thank you, Barb. I think I'll sign off. <laughs> Good job. Bye. Thank you.